Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock Friends, to this edition of Before the Bid Podcast. And, man, I am fired up. Uh, One, because I know a little bit about what's going to happen. Usually I talk to these guys for quite a while, and I kind of know the story that we're going to go through this one. I just know the tip of it. And so uh, I am excited about that. And I'm excited because uh, I get to catch up with a, a friend of mine that uh, we we met up last year and did a podcast. And man, this guy is just awesome. And so uh, just really excited to get to talk to him again and visit with him. And uh, a guy that, you know, he, he went to college and he was a D2 quarterback and he ended up going to A&M and he ends up as a linebacker. So uh, if you've listened to all our podcasts, you kind of know who I'm talking about. And, and we're going to Sweetwater, Texas, uh, which is in West Texas. And we're talking to a guy that worked at the V8 ranch for quite a few years. And then he, he got the opportunity to move on and closer to where his wife is from. So he continued on with an operation called QB Cattle Company, and he breeds uh, American Cross cattle. And uh, so I am just really fired up uh, to have Colton Thigpen back with us here on Before the Bid podcast. And ever since I we did the podcast, I followed him on Facebook. And guys, if you are not following Colton Thigpen on Facebook, you need to. Uh, one, because his Facebook tells a cattle story like you wouldn't believe. Cattle like crazy on there. A lot of American and American cross cattle, which is which is pretty exciting to some of us that, that may not be used to those. And, and a guy that's just inspirational. Uh, if you watch his Facebook lives, some of those things that he does, videos he puts on there. A uh, guy that just does a nice job of motivating people and and I'm sure that's why he gets a lot of these people to come back to him to uh, buy these livestock from him um, because he he just uses the the livestock to help influence young people so uh, Colton am I am I kind of right on that uh, what I was thinking (laughs) I I hope you are Uh, (laughs) that would be my that'd be my intention but I, I fall short quite a bit Right, but uh, we all fall short a little bit, but uh, we we uh, keep right on rolling, right? Yes, sir. Uh, and and you can just tell from from the Facebook pictures and, and things like that that the man that's that's where your heart is, and and you care about these young people, and and you care about their success with your cattle or or anybody's cattle, right? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of what drives me. It's my passion to be able to have a platform where I can have influence love seeing the growth, seeing um, uh, their lives transformed and, and seeing them achieve things that they never thought were possible uh, until they got in the middle of it. And it's just, uh, I love watching them grow and their journey. Right. And uh, you even do a sale that's a lot different uh, because to even have, right. even have a chance to buy these cattle of yours, they have to submit 
submit an essay and, and things to, to talk about some of the positive things and, and answer some questions about positivity things and, and growth and, and where they started and where they are, right? Sure, sure. And that's been kind of a evolving process of sale as well. Uh, they call it the heart of the champion sale. Basically, uh, it's a way to get the kids to take ownership from the beginning and get them involved. And they submit an essay, all of them answering the same questions based on the effort that they put into it and, and just the quality of work they they do. It just kind of sets the stage for the order in which they get to come through and, and buy the cattle and, and pick. And so the ones that do the best, uh, I try to reward them equally to their work. So uh, it's been a good process and got kids involved and not just the parents going out and buying the cattle and the kids take ownership. And um, it's just been a fun process to watch evolve grow. Right. And those young people take more more ownership in those because they had to, they had to work their tails off to get the yeah. chance to even be involved in that thing. Sure, sure. And it's helped me in my program because – it attracts the kids that aren't scared to put in the extra work. And so um, even if, say, a submission wasn't as good as its contemporaries, you're still getting a kid that was willing to do something extra and try to go out there and do something not every kid would do to try to uh, get a calf. And those kids end up still having great success. And so it's just – it's been great all the way around and, and I keep trying to find ways for that to grow and stay a part of the process because it's as we grow and have more numbers and the coronavirus stuff I've just been trying to keep it keep it implemented and keep it productive right what are you going to do when you get 150 essays uh coming in from from these young people that want those you're going to have time to sit down and read all those <laughs> we've had the, the most I've had is 85 oh wow and so it's a, it's a little time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a lot more reading than I think I want to do. Yeah. And, and especially whenever you have 85 and you're off of 20 calves, <laughs> it's uh that's a lot of kids that are putting a lot of work that aren't getting one. Right. That's, I just think that's great. When you told me about that, I, I thought that was awesome. And, and, uh, uh, if you go down to his Facebook page, he, he did an announcement about that and a video on that. And, uh, you you can just see the passion that he has uh, in in his heart for that sale and, and for those young people. So uh, I know I just I think that's really really an awesome awesome program that he's got going on there. Colton, we've got we've got a lot of things to talk about here, but one of them is uh, to to continue on with like the the heart of champion sale and some of those cattle that you've sold. You've had a heck of a run here the last couple months of cattle in these shows, Houston, San Antonio, different shows like that. And, and if you would, kind of tell us uh, a little about that and, and some of those successes that you guys have had. First of all, I appreciate that. And it was a great year for our families and, and people part of uh, the QB brand and team, uh, from the consigners who raised the cattle to all the kids and families who we bought in and just did a great job all year. We had multiple calves throughout the summer uh, winning hardware for kids. And then I think we had two American calves win their county shows. And uh, one of them was the first ever in that county for an American calf to get a piece of the show. We went on and branded calves at, at every single Texas major, uh, had banner at Houston 
uh, Champion Brahmin there and five others brand. Uh, we sold eight Brahmins last year. Six went into the show ring and five of them branded and sold at the Texas Majors. So it was a cool feat and, and nice to watch those kids have some success with them. For some of us Eastern guys uh, that, that may not know what they got branded means, uh, will you explain that just a second? Yeah, so we're very fortunate here in Texas that our our sales at these shows are very good to the kids, and there's a lot of backing behind them. But these are like two to 3,000 head shows, and the top end of each class, they, they make a sales spot, whether it be the top three, top five, top eight, or whatever. It's a, a weighted by percentage on how big the class is. They'll make the sale, and the Kevs that make the sale get branded so uh houston brands the bow-legged h cowboy and if you get branded that means you're in the money and so it's a, a big feat to even get pulled those are big 40 head classes and they'll pull like their top 15 then place those in your top whatever three to five brand and uh, if you get pulled it's it's a great thing if you get branded it's even better right yeah, so uh, every every class is 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 kind of like some other people would be winning the show, uh, just just to get branded. Yeah, it, they're they're big competitive shows. I mean, there's cattle that don't get pulled in their class at one show that can go to the next one and win it. It's just that competitive, and so it's a real honor to brand anywhere. But we always try to chase banners like everybody else and those breed champions and stuff sell real good and set up scholarship programs for the kids through those uh breed champions and so we've been fortunate every year we've had the heart of champions sale we've had at least one uh banner at a texas major wow that's awesome so so you taught them a little bit about getting into it and then you taught them a little more about getting their calf ready and they see the success there at the end with a brand on it yeah yeah, it's a, a fun process. How many of those club calves do you sell in a year's time? Is is the only ones at the heart of champions? No, we'll do some private treaties as well, especially, you know, it started out, we would offer like 15 to 20 in the heart of champion. And then after that was over, we'd have a younger group we'd sell private treaty. But our calf crops have gotten uh, bigger through the growth of our herds and, and opportunities and land and stuff. So we're selling more cattle and it's harder to sell that many with that heart of champion process. So uh, it, it involved this year to the kids that submitted an essay and rather than submitting for a particular calf, they submitted for the opportunity to come in and, and buy private treaty uh, before it was open to the public. Mm -hmm. And this year we sold about 55 uh, head and have, a handful more to sell that's cool that's a lot of, that's a lot of people coming into your program uh and a lot of yeah. people to a lot of people to to, to take care of and and follow and you and bet. uh roll the whole way with you bet you yeah. bet definitely so you probably spend a lot of time on the phone and a lot of time on the road and uh, a lot of time yes. taking care yeah. of those young people yeah that's and that's a big thing i want to the more i sell i don't want to be uh, taken away from that part of it, I want the, the service to those families to be even better. So I'm trying to build my team and trying to uh, build a little time to be able to go do that. Right. You got a couple guys that can clip on the team instead of you having to do it? 
<laughs> yeah, I can I can shear them, but but I don't even like doing that. But when it comes to clipping and fitting, man, I'm a bad steer jock. Uh, fortunately, we got Jason Holder there on staff, and he's he's a good team player. He's getting old; he don't like it bending over and doing those bellies and stuff. But he's way better than he thinks he is on that clipping, and it's been a blessing to have him around whittling on those for sure. Right. Yeah. Colton and I were talking a little earlier about clipping cattle and, and getting things ready for pictures. And, uh, he told me that. So I thought I'd just have to jab him just a little on that one. Yeah, I like breeding them. I don't like clipping them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. There's times I wish we had a lot more guys more interested in breeding than we do clipping them. So, uh, sure, sure. so I can, I can, I can have a lot of appreciation, uh, for that. So, <laughs> Yeah, and you guys got a little more going on around there. You you recently moved, right? Yes, sir. You were you were away from the cattle uh, a, a bit, away from the operation, not very far, but but not on the operation, and you kind of made that change, right? Yeah, so we've made two moves, I guess. Two years ago, we made the move to Sweetwater and uh, kind of made running these cattle our full-time gig, uh, but Sarah and I bought a little house in town and then this year her parents offered us the opportunity to to buy their home place and with the barn and stuff and so we moved again and and bought kind of our dream place and the house there was able to grow up in and they've been enjoying it just right here she can it's good because it's convenient for me but she can go out in the back porch and yell at me to come inside <laughs> uh, I, I, I used to be able to say oh i'm not in reception yeah, you kind of, you kind of didn't do yourself any favors there, did you? Right. right. <laughs> now, now she can call you and see that you picked up your phone and didn't answer it, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When I see she's calling, I got to look around, make sure she's not watching. <laughs> so tell us, tell us just a bit. Who, who else did you move? Because you also had another, uh, another addition since we talked the last time uh, on the last podcast. Oh, Brexton. Yeah, we, he's eight months old now So and has not slept all the way through the night yet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. He's a joy during the day, but, yeah, that point he's learned to sleep at night. Yeah. So you got you got Brexton and then you got Lawson, and, and Lawson's yes, growing up enough. You got him on some videos there on Facebook out wrestling calves. Yeah, he's halfway turning into a hand. I'm enjoying that that free labor right <laughs> wait till he's about 12 and then he'll realize the, the value of a dollar right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly hey dad dad what am i gonna make here for for doing uh, this yeah and, and then I you got know. ask your grandpa <laughs> <laughs> and then you got sarah that keeps everything all together right no that is 100 percent fact Right. Yeah, we were uh, actually trying to get the sound set up here, and he had Sarah helping him figure out the best way to get this sound set up. And man, guys, I wish you could see him because we are doing a uh, we're doing a Facebook Messenger, so we can see each other. And man, you got to you guys got to see this headset he's got on because it's really good. He's pretty jealous of my pink headphones. <laughs> they are pretty awesome. They are pretty awesome. So, so. You you moved out there, and you've got another operation going on there that we talked a little bit about last time. But again, I want to want to hit on it again. You've got Bull Nanza going on right there, yeah. uh, where you're living right now. 
So it, yes, if sir. if they don't know about Bull Nanza, what what's Bull Nanza? Bull Nanza is uh, uh, something that's evolved and evolved in a hurry. And our location and what we do in our facility has just opened up a lot of opportunity. And we're just providing a service to to those in our show cap industry. Started out we're a bull collection facility, and that's been great since day one that we opened the doors. We've been uh, blessed with just a lot of action, a lot of bulls coming in and out, and, you know, bulls from Newman and, and Horn and 111 and just guys that, uh, guys and bulls that I've idolized and now are getting to work with and collect and just make their genetics available to everybody is neat. Then we also started a, a genetic testing portion of the company. We opened up a lab where we're testing for THDS and PHA, and we pride ourselves in uh, getting your results within two weeks of when we get the sample. It's going to be the, the fastest in the world on getting your results on this particular test. We focus on doing uh, just those tests solely. That's really taken off. And then we've also started, uh, you know, we do our semen sales, of course, shipping out all over the country on, on these top end bulls. And we just now uh, signed with ReproLogics and our uh, satellite uh, donor facility for them and excited to partner up with them and, and start doing that. So we're just trying to be available and of service to kind of every facet of our industry. Right. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, and you still got, you got your own cattle that you're doing and, and that you're breeding yeah. and, and that you're growing uh, this herd. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. QB Cattle Company has been my baby since, I don't know, I started, came up with the name in seventh grade and uh, <laughs> we've had a family sale born. And so I kind of traded, traded cheap calves and built up little money. And uh, in high school, I bought my first like actual good heifers and then when i started getting serious was probably 2011 2012 whenever i was at b8 had the opportunity to have some lease land and stuff i uh, doubled down on this whole flushing deal i'd never done any of that before so i committed to a strict regimen on what my standard was going to be for the donors and started flushing them and keeping those females and grew it to what it is today by kind of intense selection on those donors and, and intense flush work. Right. And you're flushing, you're flushing quite a few uh, donors. Yeah. Well, I'll flush probably, uh, I would say about 20 cows a year, transfer 160 embryos or so a year. Okay. So uh, just keep growing, keep growing that and, and keep using the best and uh, doing that and, that's why you're able to have so much success at Houston and San Antonio's and things like that, right? Yeah, it's it's way too competitive to be mediocre. And God's blessed me with opportunity and and work ethic. So we just been nose to the grindstone on it. Right, and so uh, yeah, keep you got you got to keep going, and and you got to have your nose to the grindstone with the the cattle, the bull nanza, the moving. Uh, the the yeah. two boys and the family and yeah, and yeah. all of that stuff that you got going on. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. So, Colton, you sent me a, a message today, uh, and it was a picture, and it it's got a really cool picture on it, and and I'm guessing it's a sale banner that, yep. that you're going to put on there, and it had on there the climb. Yes. So I I want to get to that. Like I said, I I know just a little bit, uh, but I I don't want to I don't want to 
miss a, a little bit of build up to this a, a bit because tell us a little about the herd history that you have. What are you breeding? What are you doing? What are you looking for? What's what's kind of your goals the with the herd with with the QB cattle company? You know, we we talked to you started sure. a while ago. You're doing a lot of flushing. Kind of what what's your parameters with with some of those things and and what's your goals with some of those? Yeah, I mean, the outside of catching up with you, the big reason for the podcast is this decline sale, and this was a idea that I've I've been fighting, uh, but it's um, you notice that it says going all in and blazing a trail on the road less traveled, and we'll get into to that in a second on just what all is going to be in the sale. But on on my herd, I, I, I've taken a lot of pride in uh, maintaining a certain standard of quality. And whenever I started flushing, I wanted to make sure. And, and now it's kind of like, well, duh. But whenever I started, there wasn't just a whole lot of people flushing. And I, I committed to where... 95% of my calf crop every year was embryo calves. So mm-hmm. if I didn't have good results flushing, I didn't have good calf crop. Mm-hmm. And on those donors, I wanted them to, uh, I didn't buy them or I didn't buy a flush in them if they didn't have a track record of fertility and producing good numbers in the flush world. So I wanted them to average at 10 embryos or better for flush. I want them to have a good udder. And I wanted whether it be you, me, the biggest dog, or someone who's not even in the industry, they can look at that animal and just tell that there was quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted some visual appeal, and then I wanted the genetics behind them. I wanted their, at least their, each one of their parents to hold the same standard of which they were. And so I was pretty selective and took about a year on not owning an a animal and just finding those that I wanted to start with started there fleshing those that type and then kept those females and built on them and then added some new ones that met that standard along the way you know and each year has been more and more successful and I I can honestly say that right now at this moment my herd is as good as it's ever been and as profitable as it's ever been and I'm very uh, very proud of that. Yeah, and and you've put some stuff up on Facebook, and and yeah, you're, I mean, you're you're tearing things up, and you've got some cow families that uh, are really doing well, and 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 the flushes that are really working well. Yes, so, it's been very blessed for sure. Yeah, and and I got to tell tell you too, you know, we I, we're not used to the American cattle or the american cross cattle up here and uh i mean we've got some santa gerts and things like that but uh, for the most part we're not really used to those cattle and uh your cattle have such quality that my 14 year old daughter has fallen in love with these american cross cattle and uh she follows every she follows everything that you do and and uh, she's always coming to me dad check this one out from colton check this one out that that colton put up there and uh she's uh she she's ready to wade in i I don't know what we would do with them up here but but man she's ready to wade in and and i i mean i i appreciate good cattle cattle as well you (laughs) You make northern cattle better (laughs) yeah 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 uh they they may uh 
they may not be able to hold up the winter uh, as well up here because you guys got a little bit of cold yeah. of that. Can we break away from just a minute? Yeah. Like I said, we got so many things. You guys had so much cold down there here in the last couple months. Yeah. How did these cattle fare? Surprisingly well. We lost one commercial cow out of about 450. That was the only only cow that we lost, and she was kind of sick going into the deal. Mm-hmm. And we just couldn't get get to her to uh, doctor good enough. And the Brahmin cattle did well. Uh, I know a lot of people that have had trouble with uh, cattle splitting pregnancies because we, you know, we breed in December, and this hit us in, you know, what was it, early February. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of short pregnancies that people after after the fact started having cows that slipped those pregnancies and stuff. And we just did another round of palpating and, and ours, thank God, did well. And so cattle were tough. We were able to fare, had a lot of uh, help during that time. I got, everybody was survival mode, but I'm always just so, you know, whenever I was down south at P8, we went through Hurricane Harvey and it's just so impressive whenever traumatic things happen, just people come together and help other people. Right. Uh, it's always neat to see. And relentless. Yeah. So, yeah. You were telling me some stories. That, you know, you hear about all the power outages and things in Texas and, and all the problems sure. that, that happened. And, and what did you guys experience? Yeah, so fortunately uh, for me and my crew, we didn't lose any power. Uh, we did lose water to the barn, and we had about 75 head in the barn with bulls and show steers and stuff like that. And our main line froze underground, and we couldn't, there's no way to know where exactly it was to be able to fix it. So, fortunately, our fire station, they couldn't accept payment to get water from them. So, we took them a whole ice chest full of steaks. And boy, every time we showed up, they'd be filling those totes up in a hurry. And they were. They came in clutch for us. They could fill a tote up, and I think it took 45 seconds. Oh, wow! And so we would. That's kind of what we would do all day: is truck those totes back and forth, make sure all the cattle were watered, and and it seemed like if they got a drink of fresh water, they just they would feel good, even though it was zero degrees out there. And we set up a, a lot of round bells for wind blocks, and I think that helped the cattle that couldn't get out of the wind. They're the ones that did the worst. Uh, the cattle that could get out of the wind. Managed. right and just rolled right on it you guys had another yeah. farm with a tractor that uh you had to oh, take yeah. matters into your own hands a little <laughs> bit <laughs> yeah so uh, at that place all we had is tank water and the tanks froze and the only way we could bust them is uh, uh with a front end loader of a tractor so we didn't have a barn out there where that tractor was it was actually the neighbor's tractor and so we just left it running for three or four days <laughs> never turned it off and yo-yoed it back and forth from his tank to our tank it was it was a fun ordeal for sure glad <laughs> it's over <laughs> now is this a cab tractor so you had the heat on you had the heat going the, yes, the whole time yes yes okay was a cab <laughs> so so when you get got in there you were like oh my i think i'm gonna stay in here a while huh <laughs> you know what blew my mind the most when you get out with your axe or baseball bat or whatever your weapon of choice is to bust this ice and you break through the ice get to the water and it splashes on you (laughs) you don't even get wet because it turns to ice and it's like and then you get into the heater and then you get wet because all the ice starts melting it's like yeah you can't wait for losing this crap i don't know how y'all northern boys do it 
<laughs> We're just tough, I guess. Yeah, it, ignorant. I will. <laughs> that too, that too, and it it takes us a lot more electricity to to get those waters heated and things like that. So, right, uh, right. yeah, but yeah, some of those guys, some of those guys do. So, yeah, I, I don't want any more of it. You can have. <laughs> you you, you got to move farther south now, so that you never do have that problem. <laughs> well. I don't know. I think I'm good here because I was further south, and that humidity and mosquitoes is yeah. kind of good, easy to get unused to. Right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, that uh, man. I was like I told you. I was thinking about you guys when when all that was going on, and and uh, and and jokingly laughing just a bit because you know now you guys got a little bit of taste of what we get four months out of the year. Uh, up here yeah. and and yeah. we're we're actually blessed here compared to a lot of others so uh but yeah sure, I, was, sure. I was thinking about you guys and and hoping things were going well so yeah so uh, we made it through so you've got this this herd that you kept going since kind of you started in high school you went to went down yes, to v8 and and some other people kind of took care of your cattle a little bit but then you kind of had them down there uh at, at v8 as well Right. Well, in in college, my dad, I kept the cattle at home, and my okay. dad would help. And every weekend or camp I got, I'd go home and AI or right. uh, do that sort of thing. But when I got to, we were in a real, real, real bad drought here in Texas towards the end of my college career, and I sold everything but a couple donors, and they kept that money to kind of shop the next year for those specific donors like I was talking about. So my first year at V8, I didn't really have any cattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did did my shopping and made a, bought some flushes on those top donors and made me an embryo bank. And then my second year there, uh, Sloan actually said, hey, we talking. I think you're doing a good job. We'd love to give you a raise. Would you like uh, raising money or would you like a lease place? Well, lease place and so he he gave me a lease place for my raise and uh i put those embryos in a guy's uh set of cows and bought all the ones that took from him and rolled from there right yeah and, and then now that you're you're back i guess you could say home uh sarah's home yeah uh sarah's home place yeah. you've got them there and and keep breeding on them and, and flushing on them and and uh, putting those yeah. in recips and and doing those things with that, right? Yes. Sir. Now, are you are you breeding are you breeding American cattle, or or do you have exotics and breeding those two American cattle? How how does this American yeah. cross thing work for you? Yeah. So here at our Texas majors, we have uh, all the exotic breeds, all the British breeds, and then we have like five, I think five different American. My niche in, in the soft spot of my heart has always been for the half-blood Brahm. Uh, that's one of the American breeds. They got to appear to be half-blood Brahm and herbal. And that's kind of been my niche. I, that's the breed I don't want to get beat in. That's the breed I want to set the standard in and kind of move the bar. And all the other ones, like the my exotics, I'll have exotics, but it's mainly making those Brahmins, I use top-end donors. So, like, 
donors I have that are exotics, other people would be using to make other exotics trying to win the show. Mm-hmm. And here I am, flushing them to Brahmins, trying to win the Brahmins. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been good and it's been uh, profitable for me. When I do freedom exotic, it's usually trying to get females, uh, so I can continue to do the same thing without having to buy other genetics. But but now you do have some some heavily Brahmin influenced cows. So those females that I get that are half Brahmin, um, you have some options with those. I can breed them Brahmin as well and get those Brahmin classifying steers, or I can breed them exotic and get a quarter blood Brahmin that classes in all the uh, American classes. Uh, and there's just, once you get into those American influence deals, it, it's just a, a wild mixture of mutt. As long as they keep some of that characteristic of the bigger ears and navel, everything else you want to look like an exotic that could go in the exotic show. They just have the election character to get in that American. Right. So you're breeding to some of those exotic club calf bulls to get some of those steers. Yeah, like one one of my top cows is Cessna, and she's branded calves out of every bull I've bred her to. But, you know, like, thank God we trust Sugar Bear, the general. She has hit with all of them, but I, I can take those top in popular uh, exotic and breed them to these American cows and still get American classic yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And and they do. They look. They do. They look just like exotics, other than a little bit of ear, a little bit of sheath. Yeah. Uh, and and so they they've got that. They've got some of that quality in them, and uh, that I just. Sure. It's it's something that we're not used to up in my country, and and uh, I sure do I sure do like seeing those. So, yeah. Well, let's get back to the climb, and uh, I, I I hope we've got this thing built up enough because guys, I don't know exactly what's going on here, but I know Colton's got a a, a big announcement here, and and he wanted to come on the podcast and and explain some of this. Uh, a bit and and who calls their sale the climb right uh, <laughs> and and so you know you know there's something big coming and and so colton i i, I don't know how else and I, I can't hang on anymore what's going on here man so this sale the climb like i said earlier i've been fighting doing it and it says blazing a trail on the road less traveled and on the bottom it says going all in may 27th so May 27th on SC Online Sales, we're going to have our what's our normal breeding stock sale like we uh, advertised last year. Except this year, every single animal that I own that's breeding stock is going to be in, uh, all in. Now, this doesn't make any sense to me, Colton. You've bred these for years since high school. We just talked about that. You <laughs> are now at Sarah's, uh, at Sarah's parents' place. Right there, where yep. you don't have to travel back and forth, you don't have to to do any of that. You've got everything right there, and now you're going to offer all these cattle. That's the plan. <laughs> you know, I, I I do. I have to tell people that Colton sent me that text, and he says, "Hey, we got a special, we got a special thing going on here. We're going to offer them all." And my jaw dropped. Uh, I I walked in the other room, and I told Brandy, I said, "Colton just texted me." She's like, "Uh huh," and I said. He's offering everything 
all the breeding stock that he has in this next sale, and he wants us to announce it on Before the Bid podcast. Yeah. She dropped her jaw and said, what is going on? And I said, I don't know, but we're gonna we're gonna get it out of him. So so Colton, what 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 made you come to this decision? So I want really, really, really bad to be able to tell you that I have this perfect grandiose plan and it'll all make sense whenever I lay it out to you, but that's just not the truth. This is something a couple months ago God laid on my heart and um, kind of prompted me to do. And for a couple months, every single day, I fought it and fought it and fought it until I figured it was probably best that I not try to figure it out myself and that I listened to God. After all, he did create me and, and the universe, so it's probably best to listen to that guy. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a step of faith that isn't a pleasant one, but I don't feel like it's for me to get out of the business. I've seen too much fruit in and how God has blessed me with impacting others and impacting the, these kids' lives. And I am offering these, but it's not a getting out type sale. I don't want it to have the feel of a dispersal. I don't want it to have the feel of a uh, all in, all done. It's it's the client. It's a, something God has called me to do. And it may be five steps back, but... I'll figure out why and how it's going to spring me forward. Um, and that's why I called it the climb because uh, the climb isn't always easy. And I think I said in your last podcast, success isn't the destination, it's the journey. And I, I thoroughly enjoy the process. I enjoy the climb. And so that part doesn't scare me at all. And whenever I was fighting this and just trying to be logical about it, because sometimes God's plans can be unlogical to us mere humans, wrote out pros and cons, right? And the pros were actually a whole lot bigger and longer extensive list than what I anticipated going into it. And the cons were shorter. And each and every con that I had on there, you know, why you shouldn't do this, had to deal directly with my pride. And so whether this is uh, something God is trying to change in my character through it and or show and help somebody else, uh, I have to be faithful in doing it. And people may say it's crazy, but uh, that's fine. I'll be all right. And there'll be a lot of people that will get to better their herd, grow their herd, or start their herd through the process. And I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. I'm excited to see what they can do for people. I'm not getting out of a bad deal. I think, truly believe that my cattle are as good as they've ever been right now. They're definitely more profitable than they've ever been right now. And I'm hesitantly excited to uh, share all these opportunities in genetics and cattle with y'all. I think that's awesome. I've what a leap of faith uh that is and and uh you know you you didn't you didn't tell him to shut up and and go away you you let him get to oh, you oh i did I, I sure did <laughs> well but in the end <laughs> yeah I, I i don't want to come across like i i pat myself on the back like oh i'm i'm dragging my feet but i know that i know that it's something that he wants me to do and so we're doing it Right. It, so you you told your you told your dad uh, that you were going to do this, and and what yeah. what was his reaction? About like years times two. 
<laughs> Only he says, right. I kept these cattle for you while you were away for college. Yeah, and now you're yeah. going <laughs> to. His eyes got big. Five seconds later, they blinked once. And then he said, what? And actually what he told me after that is something we had never talked about. It, and um, it, it really was a special thing for him to say to me. He said, I, I always thought that this was like your calling, what you were supposed to do. And, and you're talented with the cattle. That's not what I'm talking about. He said that the lives that you've impacted and, and the, the families that have grown through uh, your impact. And that was very humbling to hear. And it's something that I don't I, I didn't see and that he did. And it coming from him was was special. And so kind of words of affirmation and stuff like that make me also know that it's not for me to get out of the business that, you know, if if. God's producing good fruit through it. it pro- that part needs to continue. And so right now, uh, I, like I said, I don't know all the whys of why he's having me do this. Uh, I, I feel like when the sale's over and done, I'll know exactly why. And, and then we'll put our nose to the grindstone and go after uh, what he has for us next. But right now, my plan is and my thinking is, you know, I'll have a little bit more time, a little bit more means to commit to my service of uh, the kids and families that have invested and in, in have cattle right now. And so I can travel a little bit more, see them, pour into them a little bit more, uh, go to some more of the shows with them and, and just be a little bit more involved in the people rather than the cattle. Mm-hmm. And so that's, uh, uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking that, uh, that we're gearing towards. It's not getting out of the business. It's uh, changing perspective, changing gears, changing priority in it. And just climb in a different way. You may have to go down a couple steps, side step, fall, scrape your knee, and, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna keep climbing. We're gonna get there. And and so, what is your plan to kind of build back? Oh, I have no idea. You know, you say you're not getting out, but but I mean, yeah. do you have? You don't have any th- any idea. You're just if if cows come uh, up, come and show up, why here they are, right? <laughs> well, I, I mean. The good thing is, so since I moved up here and teamed up with my father-in-law, a lot of my embryos that I put in are in his commercial cows. So I'll still have an embryo kept crop coming this year. Um, And I have some embryos in the tank. So I could literally have a kept crop for two years. And uh, just pray to God he gives me a plan on how to build before then. And I think. I think it'll be good, and it's going to be hard to let go of some of these cows and and what they're done, what they have done for me, what they're currently doing for me. I mean, I'm I'm talking about cows that, like fifty three nineteen, I've flushed her twice, and she has made over eighty thousand dollars of progeny, and I've sold every single bull calf that she's had as a show steer, and just unreal kind of numbers from a couple of these. The little heat cow, who. Uh, we talked about we bannered at Houston this year. She's had four bull calves for me, every single one of them branded as the Texas Majors, one of them bannered. And that was one of the most incredible half-bloods I've ever seen. And so he was, as a Brahmin going into the Houston drive, he legitimately was in the conversation of uh, trying to get uh, slapped for the overall. And so that was just a, a humbling deal. And so a cow like that that's in there, and there's just some awesome stuff that's crazy to sell. Uh, but I'm I'm excited to see, you know, God's plans are better than mine, obviously. So we're going to go with that. 
Right. Well, let's let's step back just a just a second. You, you talked about the the fifty three nineteen cow. Do you, you want to talk about a few of these cows and, and talk about some families and and things like that that, sure. that will be offered? Yeah, we can. So looking at the sale and, and what I got and trying to make the sale order and stuff, and uh, it's going to be roughly sixty to sixty five head, and it. Most of those, I'd say 50 head of, of those uh, 60 plus are going to come from five different cow families. That 5319 is probably my newest donor, so shortest lifespan of a cow family. But the impact she's had as fast as she's had has been crazier. Very first calf, uh, Horn raised this one um, over in Anson. Our very first calf won the, the Red Angus deal in Houston and he was pretty dominant in his win that was a very special calf he'd won all year for the Payne family then I buy her with her second one inside sell that calf for 5,000 and then I get to flushing on her her first two flushes she gave me 16 embryos apiece I mixed flush both those times to so four different bulls ended up getting put in her on those two flushes I had calves out of every bull every bull produced a $10,000 one. Every bull that was produced sold to be a show kept. And all those litter mate sisters are going to be offered here uh, in this sale. Oh, wow. She's a good one. Oh, man. I, Send me some pictures and oh, my gosh. So one of my mentors, uh, Dennis Poole, he always told me, you're going to be enticed to just keep crossing and keep crossing, but try your best to keep your cows have something that they'll be more maternal. They'll be more productive. They'll be more predictable. This cow is out of the 11620 bull, which goes back to Horn's foundation, very best donor, the 620 cow on a Letty red Angus cow. So she's half red Angus. And then on the top side has Horn's best cow in there one generation back. And so she's just loaded with cow power. Thank God she generates as well. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we, the, you talked about the Little Heat cow. Do you want to expand on her just a little more? Yeah, Little Heat is one that uh, she has a legacy heifer uh, that's selling in there. She's bred right now. She's due Kev any day. In fact, whenever we get off here, I need to go check her and make sure she's not Kevin. But she had that one flush of uh, – I flushed her. She made eight eggs, eight pregnancies, and four bull calves on the deal. They sold uh, between five and $11,000, every one of them branded. Every one of them won a summer show. Three of them showed at their county and won the American division at their county. Then you had the one that was dominant at Houston and, and was my favorite half-lit calf of all time, shown by the white family. There's three sisters that are going to be offered in the sale, um, fleshmate sisters to those, and they're uh, breeding age, ready for a bull pretty pretty special individuals wow i bred her naturally to the rock uh, the rock represents another one of the cow families 855 and she has a red american heifer calf out of the rock that's uh that was just weaned about a month ago and she is an absolute tank she'll be fun to see i'll have to whenever i make the lot order i'll let you know which one she is she's an incredible yeah, and she's got to be being out of this female. I mean, if you can have a pasture full of these females walking around, why uh, they oh yeah they would they keep you in a business, right? 
Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, so she's she's cool. I yeah yeah I want to see that rock because I got a little girl around here that every time the rock comes up, uh, she's she's showing him to me or or whatever. So uh, hey, and that's another thing. Rock is going to be in the sale. Everybody's like, but you're not selling rock, right? He's hundred percent hundred percent possession and fifty percent semen interests. It's going to be on the rock in the sale. I hope she doesn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, that's awesome! Yeah, so the rock in there as well. Yeah, and then you've got you've got this Cessna cow that you that you mentioned. That 2012, whenever I was at V8 and had my first set of embryos, really doubled down. Cessna was part of that very first embryo calf crop, and she has this year every single bull I've bred her to, which is six different bulls. Five of those matings have made a bull calf. Every single bull calf mating has branded at a major in five different breeds, three different shows. It's, she's just been an absolute no miss. There's female after female that's going to be in here after. There's, I, I flushed her to the rock, and that's some of the young ones I had this year sold a few steers. There's three females that that mating that are better than what she was when she was that age they are the probably the hardest to let go of and there's a flesh mate there's three flesh mate bull calves that are incredible and one of them is not only of the quality of the heifers but i think he's better than the rock and having that cow in there as well just makes things even more exciting he's a, a special special creature the best half-blood so it's half blood on half blood made. So he should be more consistent with that and is the most incredible built creature I've I've been able to raise as far as half blood go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a what a success. Uh and man, he, he pulled on you pretty hard, uh, to to be able to, to get rid of some of those. Oh gosh. Uh you know, for for Cessna's part of one of the oldest um lineages I got. So her her mama was part of the first set of cows I ever bought. And then I had Cessna and Cessna's first calf was a heifer. And so another one of my donors called Lolita. Lolita's first calf uh, was a heifer. That's Lolo. And she's uh, going to be in the sales well. So that's what, four generations deep. That'd be the oldest uh, cow family I got. But the, man, that Cessna, I mean, what cow can you breed to to five different breeds, five different bulls, create five different breeds, and it all work? Right, right. From haired show to slick shows. And to me, her breeding stock, her heifers, her bull prospects are better than what the steers are. So I'm, I'm pumped up and very excited and have full faith in, in that whole line. Right. That would be exciting to to be able to do that. Yeah, you got some cows that you can breed one or two, and they kind of work. But when you breed them to five, right. and and they they do that kind of good, why, man, that's really saying something. Whenever I was at V eight, Jim would always say the magic's in the cows, and a cow like that, and and really all three cows that we've talked about, they've all been bred to at least three different bulls, and have worked to every single one of them. So it's. One, that proves that the magic is in the cows. And two, those cows kind of make a 
dumb South Texas boy looks for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, uh, you can't be, what is it, uh, what is the line? You can't be too dumb if you're doing what you love, right? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so any other cow families we, we need to hit on for, for this sale? Yeah, so there's probably covered two more cow families, which, which would blanket the sale, and that would be 855. That's a donor I bought uh, half of with Frank Davis for corn. And I bought her when she was stifled and 10 years old. And flushing her, she still was able to give us her first bull calf sold for 12.5. Her second bull calf sold for 77.50. She gave us uh, four heifers, one being Super Sauce, which is a donor that's offered here in this sale. And her third bull calf was The Rock. And The Rock sold as a three-month-old baby half interest for $21,500. And there's a lot of animals that do that, but he was, at the time, the very highest-selling half-blood Brahmin in history. And if you value him double the half interest, he's still the highest-selling. And him as a bull, right? what you're seeing in this sale that's out of the rock is uh, – his very first calf crop. He's still a young bull, and he's made a, uh, that rock Cessna calf that I call W that I think is possibly better than him in his first calf crop, and that's uh, that's incredible and in, in what bulls should be doing. Right. Incredible. She's, she's no longer with us, but when I bought her, uh, I bought half of her from Horn. It was when she was already 10 years old, and I paid 10000 for half of her, and there's wow. a lot of people said I was crazy, and then I, she made uh, her first, very first two calves was my super sauce donor and a calf that sold for twelve five. So look pretty smart, right? Yeah, Gra- yeah, yeah. Grandpa, Grandpa had probably frowned on you at first, and oh, then yeah. again, like your your one Angus, he said that might have been pretty smart, right, huh? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, he would. I thought I thought <laughs> And then you showed him that that you did. He did teach you pretty well, right? right. <laughs> I I still remember that story from the first podcast. I I still laugh about that. Yeah. Um, then the last uh, cow family would go back to the old queen uh, Woodrow's mama. I have uh, uh, two fleshmate sisters in this sale that are donors of mine that are out of a bull called Milton, which has a horrible pedigree. He's a solid gold six twenty from Horn, which won multiple major shows and uh counted up countless dollars so you got horn's best cow in that pedigree you got solid gold you got my best cow in that pedigree and these two donors are just crazy powerful crazy unique um, and big number producing donors and they're both sell bred one to cromwell's kimbo a new bull that he's promoting and the other one to the rock so using using the rock and uh, getting some more, right? Yep, yep. Uh, a lot of these uh, cows that'll be in here are going to be bred back to the rock. He covered quite a few of them. Okay. Uh, natural service on those? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. 
you know, I don't even know if we mentioned when this sale is actually. Yeah, Colton, uh, tell us. So, <laughs> I guess tell us a little bit about that. So right now we're gearing up for pictures, and the sale date is May twenty seventh on SC Online Sales. There's, it's all going to be one night, sixty some odd head, all that one night, and it's going to be anywhere from just weaned heifers to ten uh, month old bull prospects to the rock to donors to uh bread heifers i mean it's the whole gauntlet every stage of the game and when people say we're offering the best they're keeping some i promise but in this one i promise i'm not keeping it there's guys i, I don't they've called me two or three times be like so 5319 is going to be in it and that cow that made that best brahmin ever at houston's going to be in it yeah so uh <laughs> We're offering them all and uh, proud to do it. They, uh, there's some guys that think you're crazy, I'm sure. Oh, most, I don't know very many think I'm normal for sure. <laughs> well, you're not, you're not normal. Uh, you're, you're above, you're, you're so far above normal. Uh, it, it's, it's not even funny, but, but to offer that kind of offering, uh, just, just just crazy and and they all go they all go so 60 lots on uh sc that might take a little while to get that thing closed down you think yeah i i was contemplating doing a live sale and i was talking with my sales rep on sc and i said i'm going back and forth on whether this type of sale needs to be live or whether i need to go through y'all and he was you know of course encouraged me to do it through them and my original thought was I was going to split it up and have a sale every night displaying the different cow families and uh, sell mm-hmm. one cow family and all the offspring, you know, this night. And, and But it'll be a whole lot better for me and my family to manage uh, the sale if it's all just one night, one time. Here they are. It's, it's all the cattle. Let's do it all in one, all in that's rock and roll and mm-hmm. they said uh they'd be honored to do it and they thought it would work uh still with that many and so we're gonna put it to the test yeah uh making making waves uh in in another way right yeah yeah <laughs> man guys he, this guy is so awesome i mean he just he he just is if you can't tell through this uh man you you got to see some of his facebook stuff you've You've got to, uh, I, I don't know, somehow you got to connect with this guy. And you can probably pick him out at any of the uh, big major shows because uh, his his shirts are, uh, uh, <laughs> if you can't pick this guy out in his shirt, I, I, don't know, uh, I don't know what you're looking at. If they don't come off of a Facebook ad or from Goodwill or Ross Dress for Less uh, clearance aisle that nobody else wanted, then I don't need them. <laughs> We like the big flower one. Uh, I don't remember where we were. Oh, we were looking on your Facebook, and there's one. You got, I mean, huge flowers on this thing. Big, big old yellow flowers on this thing. Hey, there, there's one. I just got one of my college buddies sent me a deal on Facebook, and he said, "Hey, I saw this and thought you, you uh, may want to be interested." And it took me two seconds to buy one, and it just got in this week. <laughs> it's like just a portrait of a blue bonnet field with cowboys on horses riding through it wide open 
yeah. Should be like a ugly portrait somewhere, but it's a full blown shirt. It's gonna be a cold and thick pin shirt. That's right. <laughs> Well, Colton, what else, uh, I, I guess, what else do we need to know about this sale? What else do they need to know? What, you know, are, are you going to keep them in some room and, and then they can come get them or you want them kind of going there? Uh, that was a joke, but uh, <laughs> what's what's your thought? What's your thoughts on that? So I, I really want to encourage people to come out and look at them. I know it's going to be online. It's not right. convenient for everybody, but um, I have them all up right around the barn. Uh, we had a wheat field come up, hopefully we get a little rain, uh, actually today and tomorrow. And so things will be pleasant and, and pretty, uh, to view the cattle. I got the cows all in that wheat field. And then I got a smaller one, just a mile down the road where the breeding age heifers are. And then up there around the barn, I have the bulls and the, the fresh weaned heifers and the ones that I'm watching calving and stuff like that. So it's, it's a fun group to look at all stages of the game. You can see a lot of animals that are related to one another. You can see generations of what they go back to and how they were built and put together. Um, and then, you know, there's some that aren't in these cow families that I'm extremely, extremely high on that I've either recently purchased or other people that use my genetics bought, uh, raised, and, and I went out and bought them. I thought they fit the bill. And so uh, buying from guys like Chris Black and Horn, and they're just cattle that I have full faith in, full confidence in, and I'm not getting out from under them. I'm reluctant to get rid of them because they're doing me a great job. And I'm, like I said, hesitantly excited to see what job they can do for somebody else. Yeah, and as you say, uh, everybody can come by and look at them from, yeah. from whenever they hear this to up, up to sale day and – and yep. uh, get a live get a live view of them. Yeah, weather's been awesome here in uh, in Sweetwater, so come on out and and would love to visit with you and show you around. Like I said, they're real easy to look at right up here close. And after sale day, um, I guess I'll load them up and you can pick them up. <laughs> and and you know this is a cool opportunity for people. I'm excited for the people that know about it already. Some of the uh, the younger kids like looking to start a herd they're excited to see what they can get and then you have some guys that are uh, anxious to add a, a, a donor or something into their program and then you know there's some people that hey they mo may want to try and buy the whole deal they can just move uh, a her established herd from one place to another and, and just keep it rolling and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see how it plays out where it shakes out and where they end up going because like I said, I have full faith in what these cattle are doing, and right now they're hotter than ever. And I'm kind of pumped up to write about the uh, the individual sale lots. You know, when you sell stuff that you're just trying to sell, it isn't near as fun. But whenever you're selling the good stuff, you can come up with those good uh, sale lines. And right. uh, I'm I'm looking forward to sitting down and writing the. And you've had some neat, uh, neat ones on your on your Facebook page, and I kind of, I kind of could tell there's something going yeah. on with this guy because uh, you've got some of these cows up there, and then got some of those pictures on there on your Facebook page, and uh, yeah, you can tell that you're. People have been uh, yeah. uh, hit me up on Snapchat saying, "Hey, when's your next thirty for thirty on your cows?" <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just 
without saying that uh, there's going to be a sale. I've just been trying to come up with ways for people to uh, get acquainted with those cow families. And so that mm-hmm. way they're familiar with them when the sale comes out and they can be like, well, wish this one goes back to her. We're going to be in here. And, and um, I just want them, want them to be familiar and have the knowledge, you know, cause I'm not going to have the time to be able to do like a sale catalog. So mm-hmm. the information given on SC and what I do on Facebook is where everybody will get their supplement information. Two great places to uh, get all that stuff. But sure. yeah, you've got, uh, you've got some writing to do and, and things to go from, from now till when you guys uh, get this posted do you know when it'll be open and and posted, uh, like officially posted uh, with those lots? Do you know what date that'll be? Sure. So we're going to uh, – typically, I don't like to post those sales except for like a week out from sale day. Uh, mm-hmm. But with this one, with as many as we're offering, uh, with the type of sale that it is and uh, not having a catalog, I want to get the word out early. So we're – like I said, we're picturing a video here at the end of April as soon as – as I can finish uh, my write-ups, do the sale order, uh, get the sale posted. It may even be uh, three weeks before sale day, but as soon as it's ready, I want to go ahead and get it posted so we can start advertising and mm-hmm. people get out there and have opportunity to come look. Like I said, uh, there's nothing to hide on these cattle. I have, you know, generations of records on them. And so I just, uh, I want to give everybody the, the most, time and opportunity to make their best informed decision if they're wanting to jump in and bid on something right yeah uh i think that's cool i think it's uh i think it's exciting and and uh really neat and and yeah get those out early uh so so it's not two days before and sure and they got to make a snap decision right so uh i think that's great colton anything else we need to know uh before we wrap this thing up Ah, man, I just wanted to uh, appreciate and and thank you um, for this opportunity. I'm excited to uh, unveil the sale uh, through this podcast. I hope people receive it well. I know there'll be a lot of questions. I hope this answers a lot of them because I'm going to have to answer why a million times on the phone, I bet, which is, is good because people know that this is my heart and that I'm passionate about this. And so, um, maybe it's a way that uh, I can share my faith with others. And that's the reason behind it. And, you know, that would be okay with me. And so I'm excited to, to see what happens because it's going to be big. God doesn't shake you up out of your comfort zone like this for no reason. And so I'm excited to see what happens, see where it goes and just grateful for the opportunity. Well, uh, we, we love uh, giving you that opportunity to put it out there uh, on this podcast. And, and, man, I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah. I, I think that's great. And, and man, we appreciate you uh, for, for letting us do that and yeah. uh, get it out there. And, and, man, I'm excited for you, excited about this sale, excited to see how it will go. And as I told you guys, we're on a uh, we're doing a, a Facebook Messenger video, and, and you ought to see the look on this guy's face. Uh, you, you can tell he's excited. You can you can tell he's he's kind of hurting uh, yeah. uh, when he when he's talking about these because it's it's something that he is excited about, but something that he is reluctant uh, to do. But uh, you, you can just see it on his face, and uh, I, I wish you guys could see that because uh, the guy the guy means business. 
yeah. and and he's done such a good job, and and he's got so much passion that you can just see all over his face. So, Colton, May twenty seventh, SC Online. That's the place to be. Yes, Come sir. see him beforehand. Uh, and uh, again, want to wish you luck, and and want to thank you so much for uh, being a, a repeat here on the on the podcast. Yeah. And so, uh, and uh, we we just hope everybody enjoys it and and gets out there and listens to it and shares it, uh, everybody and watches the the uh, podcast video. If you are not watching the podcast video at the time, we got it on our YouTube channel uh, or we'll have it on Facebook or uh, anything like that. So uh, we hope that hope that you'll do that. So Colton, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. And we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.